0: there's something about the connection charts and how we interact together that is just fascinating for me because it opens our eyes to looking at ourselves but also looking at the people around us through a completely different lens
1: you're listening to oh shit i'm the boss now with your host jackie coke the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now podcast. And today we are giving you all the goods, talking about a new, new, well, I guess it's not new, but new to business leadership assessment and not even assessment, but more of like a leadership activity practice um, that you can bring into your business that is really going to help you understand your team members, how they work, how to bring out their best work, how you work together um, as a team. And it's all about human design. Today, we sit down and we talk to Stacey Geisel, human design expert, about how you can use human design in your business to help you create a better team, one that thrives working together, and really just people who really enjoy, um, enjoy their work and find fulfillment in their work. So I love that this is starting to move from really just the world of personal development and really starting to move into businesses so that leaders can... Le- just really have another tool in their tool belt for figuring out how to get the most of their teams and how to be a better leader. So, so excited um, and I really can't wait. I also wanna hear what your human design profile is. So um, let's welcome Stacy to the show. Hi, Stacey, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to dig in to this meaty
0: topic with you today. Thank you so much for joining. I am so honored and grateful to be here with you and your audience. I'm super pumped. Yay. Okay. So
1: I've been really diving into this world of human design personally for the last, I don't know, probably year. And I'm finding it fascinating. And as I've been learning about it from a personal perspective, I've been hearing people talk a little bit about how human design can help in businesses. And so I guess where I'd love to start chatting with you is a little bit about your background, what you do, and then, um, What the heck is human design?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the question. It's so funny because whenever I talk to anybody, it's like, what do you do? Well, I own a human design company. Okay, what is that? And um, it's a great leeway into anything. I can imagine <laughs> right?
1: they're like, wait, you like they pick what their arms look
0: like or what? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like, what does that exactly mean? And so um essentially what I do with human design and where my where where I love to work is in the, the connection charts, and I really help businesses like get the most out of their people utilizing human design is a tool. And so what human design is, is it's essentially, it's a blueprint of you, of who you were born to be. So throughout our lives, we pick up a lot of conditioning. We pick Mm -hmm. up a lot of, um, of, you know, habits, belief systems, all these different things. And, but really what human design does is it's at your core, who were you born to be? And so it's this blueprint that shows you um, how you're meant to interact with the world, what your what your how to make decisions. It helps you understand your unique gifts um, that you bring to the world, your zone of genius. Like there's a lot of different things that it gives you insight into. So it's the tool that I like to use to really a self discovery tool.
1: It's amazing. Um, and so what's the difference? Um... Well, I guess I'm gonna hold that question for a second. Let's have you introduce yourself as well. Um, and your background, how like what even led you to starting to study human design um personally?
0: Whoo, Okay, so this we could be here for the entire episode. Um, so my name is Stacey Geisel. I am how I got it's funny because I actually started my career in nursing and always knowing that I wanted to help people. And when you are in school, if you want to help people, you go into nursing or you go be a doctor or you be a social worker, right? Like, so you're a teacher uh, <laughs> or a teacher. Yeah, exactly. And so like you just, you pick one and you, you run with it. Nursing seemed like a good option. So I started there and always knew that that just really wasn't the path for me. And so from there, I started my entrepreneur career, Uh, actually created, it was a company called especially for you. And I was doing fitness classes for special needs, um, adults and children turn. This is like so crazy. This is how, this is how life works people. Mm -hmm. Like this is, (laughs) and especially when I look back and I actually attribute this. And so much of this is in my human design is that the first 30 years of my life, I was meant to try out a lot of things. And I think that this is what's so powerful about this system is that that for a long time made me feel very broken. Mm. And like, I didn't know what I was doing. And like, there's a lot of stories I could have created around that. But now that I understand my human design, I understand that this is what I was meant to do. So from, um, from the special needs, I went into nutrition coaching, ended up going through a lot of my own health Um, issues through that and went into holistic health coaching, realized through that space that there was so much more depth, so much stuff that we, there were so many things to uncover and learn about ourselves. And so started to kind of get into personal development. And it's just been, it's taken me uh, into human design. And what's funny is that when I was first introduced to human design, I found it fascinating as most people do. And for your own
1: self, right? Like how it works for you. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I found it really, really fascinating. However, I didn't really understand how to, how to work with it. Right. Like I was like, okay, that's cool. Sounds a lot like me. And then kind of just like put it on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I went and I actually, um, I worked with somebody and I did a connection chart for my husband and I. And this is where things took a turn. This is where my passion for it really, I went into a rabbit hole that um, I just couldn't get out of. And it was so obvious that I was supposed to do, this was a tool that I was supposed to use. And in, in the, I love working with anybody on their human design. However, there's something about the partnerships. There's something about the connection charts and how we interact together that is just, Fascinating for me, because it opens our eyes to looking at ourselves, but also looking at the people around us through a completely different lens mm-hmm. for sure. So probably very similar
1: to a similar but different, right? But I think for listeners to this show, if they've ever used like a strengths finder or a, you know, Myers-Briggs or even an Enneagram, right? There's a lot of folks using those in their businesses to and their teams. Um, it's very similar to that, but different as well. Is that, <laughs> I guess, am I on the right track?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it is like, it is it is another, again, it's another tool for self-discovery. And I think anytime that we can take a closer look into ourselves, it's um, never ever going to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It might feel like it. Sometimes the truth hurts for sure (laughs) for sure, in certain places. Um, and the, the way that the reason that I'm so passionate and about bringing this into more businesses is because it goes deeper than a lot of personality tests. There's a lot of, there's so much value to those. And yet for me personally, and what I have, um, experienced working with teams is that, My personality test from 10 years ago compared to my personality test today is actually going to be very different because I've grown, I've evolved, Mm -hmm. I've changed. And so your human design blueprint doesn't change. And therefore there's more of a consistency there and it's not tailoring. It's not like tailoring the information to who you are today. It's who you are. Mm -hmm which is a big differentiator because a lot of people are walking around and they have, they've, they've taken on a lot of personas and they've, they've become the person they think they need to be. However, they feel really out of alignment in their life. They feel really stuck. Mm-hmm. They actually aren't happy. They aren't fulfilled. And it's, this is that missing piece yeah. and how you understand that at a like a deeper level amazing. So for listeners,
1: can you give them the brief what are the different types of human I know there's a it's it goes very deep, but if you had to give like the main categories as of human design, like can you just mm-hmm. share a little bit about what those are?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there are five main types in human design and the for, there's no hierarchy. So the way that I like to describe this is that um when you think about humanity, think about us like a huge, like one giant puzzle, right? And every type fits this puzzle. They have a unique like the puzzle isn't complete without all of the types. But also if you think about it in a in a even higher picture scale, every person that is here on this planet is a unique puzzle piece. And there's no two that are the same. Mm-hmm or else we would have a really weird puzzle, right? <laughs> and so so as far as that goes, I'm going to describe them but there's no there's no hierarchy to any of them. So, um, generators are one type and generators make up about 35% of the the population and the big thing with generators is that they are here to be fulfilled by the work they do and kind of share that with humanity. So work is part of who they are. Mm -hmm. It's not just what they do. And so that's, that's what generators, uh, manifesting generators are also another 35% of the population. So between like generators are the life force of humanity and it like whether you're a manifesting generator or a generator, you are the life force of humanity and you make up 70%. So we kind of, I'm a manifesting generator, Jackie, you're a generator. Like we, and this isn't, this isn't that in a very humble way, We make the world go round. We're here to be workhorses. We are here to do the work. And so manifesting generators are here for that same purpose. They need to be fulfilled by the work they do, but they have one additional piece of that, which is they also are here to inspire and empower people through their voice. And, um, so that's a really, that's a really neat thing. So that's generators so 70% of the population is here to be fulfilled by the work they do Ugh. and how many people are
1: not fulfilled that's just wild to think about i know that i'm cutting you off but 70% of humanity is meant to be fulfilled by the work that they do and i th- we are nowhere near that
0: nowhere near that and i would be lying if i tried to throw out a percentage yeah. but if you talk to the people you're closest to <laughs> most people don't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that from everything that I look at is from a very high perspective. And if we live in a world where 70% of us are meant to be fulfilled by the work that we do, and they're not a generator, either one of those manifesting generators or generators, they can always count on their energy to tell them, if they are satisfied in their life um, or if they feel really frustrated or exhausted in their life, then something's off. And most people feel that sense of frustration and that sense of that lack of energy and the burnout. And if we feel that way, it's no wonder that the world is in the state that it's in because most people aren't, Mm -hmm. they're not satisfied Mm -hmm. and they spend Like most of their waking hours doing something that doesn't light them up, that doesn't make them excited. And so when they get home, of course, their health suffers, their relationships suffer, everything starts to suffer Mm -hmm. because of that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that you actually brought that up because it is such a huge piece of um, this puzzle. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, yeah. Um, So those, so there's those two. And then there's projectors. Projectors make up 21% of the population. And projectors are like the wise guides of the world. They are here to guide in some sort of leadership capacity. So um, they could be guiding a volunteer staff, they could be guiding a team, they but they're here to be guides um, to humanity. So they're they're really. They're about leadership and their leadership is different than the type of leadership that we're used to because they lead through guidance, not force. And Mm. so they're kind of like this next, you could say the next generation of, of leaders, but they're very, they hold a lot of wisdom and they can, they help to focus the generators. (laughs) And so they're really powerful to have around um then there's manifestors. Manifestors make up 8% of the population. So now we're getting into the two that make up the least amount but they are super powerful. So uh, manifestors are actually the only type that is here to really initiate action and to keep things moving forward. So manifestors they hold a lot of a lot of power. They end up being a lot of leaders. Um, as well. They use their voice as well. Uh, One of this isn't, this isn't a knock to anybody. I just think that it, it encompasses the power of a manifester. is one of the most famous manifestors is Hitler. Mm. And you see the power that he had. That, and that is what, that is what is within a manifestor is they have the power to initiate movements. And unfortunately, because of his conditioning and probably some really terrible childhood trauma, he used that in a really negative way. Right. However, if he would have gone the other direction, he could have done some serious good, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's always the thing with manifestors is learning how to lead from a place of empowerment and not domination. Hmm. Yeah. And that's always kind of this 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 the the internal struggle in the manifester, but they have very very powerful auras. Actually so much so that they can be kind of repelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like and so but they're great. Like I'm actually surrounded by them. It's it's kind of funny. I have a lot of manifestors in my life. Um and then the last one is reflectors. They're only they make up 1% of the population. Really? That they're little They're pretty rare. Wow. Mhm. They're really rare. Um, I actually have a reflector niece and I noticed that there's a lot of kids who are reflectors Mm -hmm. and what they're here to do is to actually exactly that. They mirror back to you their environment. So if a reflector is happy and then they are in a really healthy environment, if they are unhappy, then they're in a very unhealthy environment and they're here to kind of show the people around them what could be improved upon hmm.
1: that's amazing mm-hmm. okay so i love this stuff i think it's so fascinating i think there's maybe some folks in the business world that are going to be like whoa this is a little woo wooey or like they think it's like horoscopy or you know just not not real i guess um how mm-hmm. how would you Talk somebody who maybe is having that feeling right now listening. Like what would you say to them um to I don't want to say combat it because it's not an argument, but like what how would you kind of help them overcome that thought or or give them a different perspective to that?
0: Yeah, I love this question. I think that there's one thing, and that's try it on. Mm. experience it. um because human design is it's fascinating to learn. It is. It's really, really fascinating. However, it's when you really, truly like experience it, that it's hard to any person that I have spoken to, and I have taken human design into a um, data analytics company. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they, once you experience it and you hear it and you it's really hard for you to be like no yeah i don't like that like and there's it's hard to have that resistance to it because the it becomes very accurate and um everybody that i talk to is kind of a little bit mind blown because they think that I'm like reading their mind in some way or like whatever it is, but really it's just that this is what their chart says. And, um, so that's, that's really, I I can't combat it. Yeah, that's true. I can't combat it and I can't defend it. All I can really say is like, try it. If it if you hate it, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. you can you can brush that off and move on, mm-hmm. you know, But if it allows you any type of valuable insight, then what is there to be afraid of?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So I think there's two ways
1: that come to mind to me that listeners to this show could use I mean, there's probably a million ways they could use human de- design, but there's there's two main ways that come to mind to me. One, as a entrepreneur, knowing your human design can support you in how you work, how you build your business, all of that from a a personal level. Yeah. And then the second would be how can I use this to work better with my teams or to build a team around me? I guess, do you have any advice on somebody who's brand new to human design on like how they can start using it in their own life? Um, and maybe those two things that work together, right? Is is learning the people you're working with or you're around human designs is how you practice your own? I guess I don't know because I haven't really taken mine into my relationships with others yet, so maybe I'm just missing that portion of it.
0: Yeah, no, this is great, and um, there's a couple of things that are coming up for me. One of them is that what I find is that most people don't really even understand themselves, hmm. and yeah. so that is an important piece of the puzzle, right? Is that 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 a willingness to dive into into yourself and start to really understand who you are and what you bring to the table. Because most people actually, they don't even see that. And sometimes our, most of the time, our superpowers, we don't see them as superpowers because we assume that everyone else has them. Mm. It's something that happens. And so what I love about digging into people's human design and sharing this with them and working with people is being able to highlight those superpowers that they probably take for granted. And they're like, well, of course, everybody does that. And I'm like, no, everyone does not do that. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right? for sure. And you're really good at it. And so it's starting to understand that on an individual level. And then when it comes in, even in business, right? Like generators are meant to be really collaborative. They're never going to be the most successful by themselves. It's not that they won't, they can't achieve success. That's not what I'm saying, but they will not be the most successful by themselves because they're meant to work with other people. And so if you're trying to run a business alone without a lot of collaboration, it, and it's not working, and you're very frustrated by the whole process, then that could give you a lot of insight Mm -hmm. into, okay, who could I connect with? Who could I partner with? Who could like I collaborate with to make this more fun? Mm -hmm. And we all know, well, maybe we all don't, the more fun that we're having in our business, the better our business is doing, the more wealth we create, the more impact we create. So there's Those powerful pieces, there's knowing that as a manifesting generator, you tend to be very independent and scattered. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you need to have people around you who are going to focus you, right, that are going to help you draw that attention in and not let you be doing a million things at once. And those are just being willing to look at everything in human design has a polarity to it meaning that there's a very high frequency that we can operate in and a very low frequency that we can operate in. And so having that understanding allows you to make better decisions. It allows you to know how you make decisions. It allows you to know when your head's getting in the way of what your gut's telling you to do. And then you start to expand that to your partnerships And this, like I said, is where I just geek out because how the different types interact is fascinating. Yeah. And if you don't know that a manifestor is naturally kind of repelling, then there's a chance that you're going to feel very insecure around that person for really no reason. It's more of an energetic thing than anything else. You don't even know why you feel that way about that person. Right. Um, and it's knowing that projectors and manifestors and reflectors don't have consistent access to their energy where generators and manifesting generators, they have sustainable energy. They're like the energizer bunnies. As long as they love what they're doing, they can just go and go and go. And if a projector is trying to act like a generator, they're going to burn out Mm. and they're going to be exhausted. And they need to know that they actually need to be separate from one another to get the most out of them. Um, One of the bigger, bigger things that I see in like a big point of contention in teams and in partnerships, really any partnership. So this can be your relationships. This can be anything is how different people make decisions. And if they're an emotional decision maker compared to they make decisions in the now, um, that can cause a lot of contention because if you try to pressure an emotional decision maker into making a decision, they're going to freeze and they're going to make the wrong decision a, or B they're going to become terrified of making decisions. And so they'll, they won't make decisions at all. And I know one of those, it, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we all know one of those, right. And it's because they've always felt pressure to make decisions and they're not meant to make decisions in the now they can't, they're not meant to be spontaneous. They need time to find clarity, but people who are meant to make decisions in the now that's very annoying to them. So annoying.
1: <laughs> So annoying. I make decisions immediately. I know the answer immediately. So it's like, let's, let's move. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know?
0: Mm -hmm. And I know this, I know this all too well because I know it in like my personal relationship with my husband, like we're very different in the way that we make decisions. And that is going to impact your team and knowing all of that. So as you start to put these pieces together, um, You need to know, you need to know yourself so well that you now understand who's missing. Hmm. Who do you need to bring in to help you? And by looking at human design, you can see some of the, the power traits that you have. And then whenever I do connection charts and strategic considerations for teams, there are There's different types of connections that different people make. And some of those, they like, for example, one of the, one of the teams that I worked with, they have, um, one of the teammates had a, had one side to a particular channel. This is going into kind of like, just ignore what I'm saying. Just get the, to get the gist of it. Ignore parts (laughs) of it, not all of it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, and that particular person is really good at putting together, um, sales processes and looking and like really looking at like the logical side of like the, the sales process and what that's going to look like, which is really, it's, it's an important piece of selling. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the other person, but if, if, they didn't have the other side of this channel. That's like, that's what they really focus on is that process. And that it's very like sales becomes very logical. Like you do this step and then this step and then this step. Well, the other person on the team had the other side of the channel. And if he wasn't acting in his highest vibration, you could say he would go into a sales conversation. And if it didn't go exactly the way that he imagined it going, then he would kind of write it off altogether, even though there could have been a lot of other opportunities in, in that particular meeting, but it didn't go the way that he wanted. So he's like, there's nothing here. Yeah. Now you put the two of these people together and they create the channel of pretty much the natural salesperson, which means when those two walk into a room together or they show up on a zoom meeting together and they're interacting, they create, they literally radiate this essence of trust Hmm. that again, this is an energetic thing. And so they're very, very good at what they do separately. But when you get them together, they, 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 it's hard to say no to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's a really cool thing to understand what you bring out in other people. Did they know, did Um, they like have this feeling of knowing that?
1: And they couldn't explain why, or did they not really put those that together until you started working with them?
0: Yeah, they, what's interesting is they, um, they knew that they really loved doing sales calls together and going on sales things together. There was like this feeling of that, mm-hmm. but they couldn't pinpoint it. And on the flip side of that, there are, there are compromises channels, which means that there, these are going to be like the natural points of contention between people. And if you can see those right away, then it's actually very cool. And as I was working with this team, they're like, it's, it's that, Oh, that's that thing that drives me a little bit crazy about this person, but now it's no longer a personal thing. I understand that this is, they could like, they could pinpoint it Mm -hmm. where there was like something that kind of was like, there's a little bit of tension there, but they couldn't figure out why the tension was there. And this gave clarity to that for them. So it could be
1: less about the person. It's still about the person, but it's not personal.
0: Exactly. And that's what's so fun about it is that when I work with teams, it's you've got to be ready to be really open. You've got to mm-hmm. be ready to um, you you I work with teams who want. That open communication, who want that like to be the very best that they can possibly be to see the people around them do their best. And then because the fun part about this is I give you like, hey, this is how that you're gonna act. and this is what your potential is if you if you really are using human design to empower yourself and empower the people around you. and this is what it's gonna look like if you're in a destructive behavior pattern mm. that is going to drag you down as well as the people around you and then as the team it becomes hey dude you're doing that thing
1: yeah <laughs> right? it like like creates a a vocabulary around stuff that happens so that when it almost like gives you permission to call people out on the thing that was bothering you before. It's right? like, I don't know. It just, it, it, it's permission granting. It feels like.
0: Yeah. I think it it does offer an essence of permission and in a way that it doesn't feel like an attack right, from the other side, because now, like because you know that about yourself and you know that that's actually a destructive behavior that you can easily fall into um you can kind of laugh at it mm-hmm. right like <laughs> okay yeah i see i see what's happening i see that i'm falling very much into a black and white thinking pattern let's like how do i pull myself out of that yeah. right and get back on track so um and it's really like that's what's the the power in knowing it for yourself and also like i mean if you are going to be in leadership it's you have to be able to own own what you're really good at and understand that we all have blind spots and the more people that we surround ourselves by that are that are encouraging us to show up at our highest frequency and the being the like our fullest potential and what we are capable of the better that we're going to be the people around us mm-hmm. are going to be that way and it just like the possibilities are endless so would you say
1: you know, we talked about how 70% of the world is here to find fulfillment in what they do. Do you think some of that is like, I can speak for me personally, I go up and down and, and I feel like you have as well. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I have this like one ultimate passion that I have to do in this world. Like, I don't think that's me and I'm a generator. So mm-hmm. can I be fulfilled by the way in which I work with others. If I don't love the, if I'm not like totally fulfilled by the actual job itself
0: is, does that question even make sense? It does. And here's what I would say. There's something missing. And there's a, there's a, and I'm not saying that there has to be some, you don't have to throw something out the window and restart. However, there is something that is out of, it's out of alignment for you. And the, because it can't, it can all feel good. It can all feel sure, good. Sure. and It can all feel exciting. And, um, so that is what I would say to that specific question yeah. is that, yeah, like there's probably a slight shift that needs to be made. Sure. Sure. So that's and, great information yep. for, for people.
1: I mean, listening to this podcast is like, you want your team to, I mean, most of the people who have teams want their teams to be happy, right? They want their employees to enjoy their work and when they're not just as humans. And then of course, when people are enjoying their work, it helps their business, their revenues, all of that stuff. So it's, it's, it's interesting stuff to think about for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think the cool thing is the part that I really try to bring into the team synergy is these strategic considerations because it's things like that. Like you're almost there. So what is a small shift that you could make? Mm -hmm. Where could you put this person? What could you take from their plate and give to this person? Because they love to do it and are naturally really great at it. And this person struggles with it to make, and it's, it's not these drastic moves that usually have to happen. It's these tiny shifts that can be, complete game changers for Mm, people.
1: That's so good. So good. Cause you do, you think it has to be this major shift when maybe it's just something little, um, and simple and easy for
0: sure. Yeah. One last thing that like is, cause I want to make sure that your listeners like get value out of this. When you look up your human design chart, there's something that's really important, um, to pay attention to. Oh yeah. And it's, It's the not self theme. So you'll see this. If you go to my website and you look up your human design chart, you're going to see the not self theme. And what, what the hell, what what does that mean? Part of the, part of the reason, like part of my passion and what I'm doing with human design is how do we simplify this? How do we put it into words that people understand? And essentially this is, this is your red flag. This is your red flag that something is off and why this is, I mean, This is super important for you to know about yourself and about the people around you, because often when somebody is off, we instantly go to they're mad at us. There's something going on like they're not, you know, but this is simply an opportunity for like you were saying a slight shift. So just throwing them out really fast so that, you know, generators get frustrated when when life does not is not in alignment for them if something is off and they need a shift they're going to get frustrated manifesting generators get frustrated and they get angry mm. they get frustrated and they get angry um projectors are going to get bitter they're going to get resentful okay and manifestors are going to get angry and reflectors are going to be disappointed mm. And so that's a really powerful thing if you take nothing else to know that about your team, because if somebody's frustrated, it's simply because there's something off. there's and they're not mad at you, probably, but there's there's something off. And so when you can start to pull that out of people, if somebody's angry, right? Like, then mm-hmm. okay, instead of reacting, it's ooh, okay. something's clearly they're, they're not okay. Right. Right. So how do we, how do we connect with them to be able to shift, to help them shift that? Mm -hmm. For sure. So, and
1: I mean, it could just be, just knowing each other's profiles can change so much for sure. Um, I'm thinking about times when employees at clients or even where I've worked, have had what people consider to be behavioral issues, right? Or attitude problems. And I can think of a f- a few times where this knowing this about teammates would have helped so much to catch catch a problem before it becomes a big problem, right? And you have to fire the person or you need to make them have different, like switch their job entirely. Like knowing I I, I'm just thinking of one person in particular that I bet, I bet we would have handled that situation so much differently had we known, um, his human design for sure. So, um, that's good. That's really good. Um, I definitely want to talk about hiring for human design I don't know if we have maybe just a few quick questions about it. So yeah, my question that I was going to ask you is initially, like, I think the answer is going to be no, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Is there like a dream team? Like you should have one manifestor and they should be the CEO and, or, or the reflector. Like Is there like a dream dynamic or is it just a fluid, a fluid combination, I guess?
0: It's a fluid combination and because your type is one aspect of your chart and that's where like human design, there's so much depth to it. And this is why a lot of people struggle to utilize it Um, because you're your entire chart. Yes, you have your type, but there's, there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And um, so in that essence, I would say, No, there's not. However, you could have a lot of leaders and no workhorses, which would cause a problem. Right. Right. At some point. Um, And at the same time, you could have a lot of workhorses and no, you know, no real leader to help focus in that energy. Mm -hmm. And like, where are we going? So no, there's not like a dream team that's coming up for me. Yeah, But there are like, there are, certain types that um, naturally, I don't want to say get along because I have watched, I believe that every, all of us are meant to interact together. However, there are certain ones that are going to interact a little bit easier than others. And, but it's, it's a matter of awareness. Mm. If if they are unaware of what their types are and how they they how like the potential pain points that could come up or the challenges that they're going to have then that could cause a lot of contention and in that relationship however i believe if they have an awareness around it then you start to see that person for everything that they have to offer not the ways in which you are different you see those differences mm-hmm. as really beautiful pieces of the puzzle rather than, oh, this is so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's very true. Very true. And then the whole aspect, I mean, there's that. And then there's also like actual skills, right. That people have, which, you know, are, are so varying and so different for sure. So I'm sure it's hard to say there's a perfect, perfect blend. Um, Right. So I guess to, as we're going to close out, I would love to know Um, one, like how can listeners connect with you, learn more about how you work, how you could support their team and even get to know, you mentioned your website, people can get their charts. Um, would love to know, give them information on how they can learn more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely go to the website, get a free chart. You get a free, um, ebook that I created too, that will give you some really fun, just like Gifts, challenges, different things to to look for of your type. Um, So that's just www.stacygeisel.com. And then you can also go to Instagram and connect with me just right on Instagram. It's Stacy underscore Geisel. And if you have questions, I'm always happy to kind of happy to answer them. You can book a discovery call. If you are interested in, would this be, um, would be, be a good fit and to come in and help your team. And whether that be a two person team a, you know, you could be a solopreneur, honestly, and we can talk about the ways in which things that you're going to need to think about as you expand. Um, Or you could be, you know, a 10 person team, whatever that looks like. I'm happy to have that conversation and even just see if it's a good fit. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for bringing this new topic
1: to the show. Um, It's not something that we've talked about before. And honestly, it's something that I think is just starting to enter the corporate world. Um, and I think something that is going to continue, you're going to hear a lot more about it as years go on. So um so excited to give listeners, I imagine kind of their first dose of what human design even is. Um, so thanks so much for tuning in. And I'm sure you'll be on the show again to, to maybe dig in a little bit deeper to different team building aspects and, and how human design can support that. So thank you so much for tuning in and, yeah, I am excited to continue my own discovery about human design.
0: I love it. Thank you for yeah, thank you for having me. I think you're right. This is this is going to change the game in businesses. And the first people to it's one of those things how quickly can you adapt? And this is going to um I believe this is going to shift the way people look at their businesses and all of that. And if you wait too long to grab a hold, like you're going to feel behind. And so um I'm excited to be part of bringing this into that world. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we'll talk again soon. Have a great
1: rest of your day. Thank you. If you're not driving, stop and take a moment to share this episode with someone who you thought about while listening. Share it with your team to show them you're committed to their growth. Share it with a fellow business owner in your network who you know will be moved by the message. Heck, share it with your mother, your brother, your sister, or your cousin. Your support in growing the show means the world to me.